BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Now part of the ChairShot Radio Network on TheChairShot.com. Remember... Always use your head. You look like a dude who should be pumping my fucking gas. This isn't doing it for me. There's, I'm not getting, in, I'm not getting enjoyment out of this. He was a before the bell rings all star. All right, everybody, it is Thursday night, September 28th, 2023. You are listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the ChairShot Radio Network. You can find us on thechairshot.com, where we encourage you and remind you to always use your head. No, your ears do not deceive you. I am back this week, but before we get going here, I want to wrap around the room and introduce my, my interesting cast of characters that we've got on this show. Starting from the Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, Bucky's tag team partner, a man destined to go through a barbershop window, Jason. Sir, how are you, sir? I am doing well, my friends, and in a sign of, you know, an in, in ode to the old Purple Haze and Cloud Nine, uh, I picked up at the local uh, dispensary some pumpkin spice cannabis so i'll be enjoying that throughout the show i'll be i'll be reporting back on how that on how that makes my autumn jimmy's rustled uh and uh we're excited so good morning dj thank you by the way thank you for coming back thank you for returning if you can't tell we missed you very very much without without our fearless leader we are truly lost i'm gonna wrap back around that in a minute jason going full basic white boy this week and his pumpkin spice cannabis (laughs) (laughs) god damn right enjoy that we'll see how that lasts uh through through the rest of the show and last but certainly never ever ever least from the rob the genius podcast the minister of truth the father of facts and figures the deacon of data the official shoot bear of the mindless wrestling podcast and the man with the golden shovel mr rob sir how you doing good 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 all right and i am back this week after vacation the man with the award-winning and holy beard dj uh had a blast on my cruise uh going to apologize if i sound worse than i normally do i got off the cruise i think i'm fighting a little bit of a sinus infection that's been a bit of a wild ride um i and i think it may have actually started while i was on the cruise i day one we got on the boat on monday and i 
everything was awesome. You know, I had a uh, like a deep tooth cleaning uh, at the dentist on Friday. Everything was awesome, feeling good. Got on the boat, had lunch, had a couple of drinks. By about dinner time, one of my molars started hurting. I'm like, that sucks. So I got in there and kind of I've got a cavity on one side. So I cleaned it out, brushed my teeth, flossed and everything. And it just, as the day got wore on, it just got worse and worse and worse. It was like all this pain in like the gum area and in the roof of the mouth. I'm like, what the hell's going on? This never happens. So by Tuesday, I wasn't real comfortable, but I was enjoying the trip. So we still had a good time. Uh, by Wednesday, I finally started taking ibuprofen and Tylenol. I'm like, man, this just, I can't live like this. And, you know, I never take that stuff. Like something's got to be falling off for me to take something. And finally, I'm like, okay, this, I can't deal with tooth and mouth pain. So wrote it out for the rest of the trip, wrote it out through the weekend. By Monday, it just wasn't going away. I'm just like, all right, I got to get to the dentist and find out what it is. So I go to the dentist uh, today, Thursday, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday was my day to go to the dentist. I got in there on an emergency appointment. I go in there, go up, they look at my mouth, they look at the roof of the mouth. The doctor looks at me, the dentist looks at me, says, this isn't from the tooth. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's not from the tooth. He's like, it's not from the tooth. He's like, you got something else going on up in there. He's like, so he wrote me a prescription for antibiotics just in case it was some type of tooth pain. But then I started thinking about it logically where the pain is, where it's radiating from and everything. And then I, of course, went on Dr. Google, which I never recommend people do. But I went on Dr. Google and all my symptoms pretty much screamed to the fact that it's a sinus infection causing so much pressure that it's pushing down on the nerves of my teeth from my sinuses. You know, so it's, it's been a been a rough one. I'm on the antibiotics. I think they're helping, but I just, in general, I feel like crap. Like I've been run down, um, throat's a little sore. And I was telling the guys in the, in the pre-show huddle, like if we weren't recording tonight, I was going to bed. But all in all, vacation was awesome. We had a blast. I love cruising. It's probably one of my my favorite ways to vacation. It's all inclusive. Um, we we bought the drink package um, only because we, not that we're big drinkers, but the another little story here, when my girlfriend and I, Tina, started dating 10 years ago, I had started working at the office that I'm at now, and they were doing a company cruise, this little three-day weekend out to the Bahamas. And <clears throat> if you've never cruised before, they do this sneaky little thing where, and have you guys either one of you cruised? No, not, not like a long one or anything. No. Not a long one. You mean You mean going on a cruise, right? Like going on a cruise, booking a cruise and going yeah. out on sea for a couple of days. Because cruising has a whole different – I've never heard cruising as going on a cruise. you got to be on the inside, Jason. you got to rub elbows with I, some people. I guess so because there's there, – yeah. yeah, the only connotation I know is nothing to do with boats. But anyway. Eloquently, have you ever gone on a cruise? I have not. Have not. Okay. So they do this little thing, and I didn't realize this until I booked my first one, which was 10 years ago. Um, you book a cabin, right? I'm by myself. I'm single. It's just me. I book a cabin. Well, they book double occupancy in each cabin. So you're actually paying for two people, even though you're the only one going. And I didn't realize that at the time. And I, of course, you know, this is my first outing. I'm going to be 40. I'm doing it up because this is my big 4-0 birthday. So I book a, a uh, exterior balcony room, which is obviously more expensive. And I'm like, why the hell is this so expensive? I'm the only one going. They're like, no, they make you book for two people. I'm like, well, that's ass. So I'm like, I was single at the time, and I'm like, I don't really have anybody to bring. Um, and as it got closer, my uh, my friend, well, we're not, we don't really talk anymore, but he was dating this girl that he'd known since high school, and we kind of hung out all together when we were in high school. Well, she's talking to me, and I was telling her about this cruise, and she's like, well, my sister recently divorced, 
she's going to be moving back to Florida here in the next few months. She's like, why don't you see if she wants to go? And, you know, I knew Tina from high school. Uh, she was very quiet. She was dating a guy. I had a girlfriend at the time, so we really didn't interact a whole lot. But I knew who she was. I remember her being very nice, very attractive. And I was like, you know what? That's, you know, let's just, I'll message her. We reached out on Facebook, talked a little bit. And I was like, hey, I've got this, this cruise coming up. I was like, the cabin's paid for. I was like, under no pretense, if you want to go, I know you've been through some crap. I've been through some crap. We'll go as friends and, you know, just have a good time. You know, you deserve it. I deserve it. You know, after what we've been through over the last few years in our lives. And, you know, we met up a couple times. We talked about it, worked out the deal. I said, look, the room's paid for. I said, you just pay for the drinks. And she's like, okay, that works. Well, long story short, within about a month, we actually officially started dating like two or three weeks before we went on the cruise. Went on the cruise as a couple, had a blast, you know, almost 11 years later, we're still, you know, kicking strong. That's been really good. But the funny part is we, uh, like I said, I, I paid for the cruise. The deal was she paid for the drinks. She wouldn't tell me how much we spent on drinks. I think like five years ago, she finally told me what the final tally was on that drink. She, she outspend you by like three times? No, it wasn't that. But I, I'll, I'll say the the drink tally at the end was about half of what the cost of the room was. Okay. And the cost of the room was more than $1,000. We'll put it that way. Um, so we learned pretty quickly if we're going to drink a lot on the cruise, it actually was cheaper for us to do the drink package, which is still pretty pricey. So we did it this time and I did the math. I'm like, okay, I did the math. We have to drink six drinks a day in order to make it worth our money. And we surpassed that at night one, I think. So (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was a blast. Like I said, all in all, great time. I love going on cruises. It's um, that the food is usually awesome with Royal Caribbean. The service on Royal Caribbean has always been really good to us. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, if, if you like cruising, you understand every reason why. If you don't, you probably have your reasons, and I won't argue them. But back to business here, the podcast. I got to talk to my boys. I got to put my boys over here for just a few minutes. I was gone last week. A lot of big stuff happened in the world of WWE, uh, you know, aside from the, the the merger becoming official, which we talked about a couple episodes ago. The, 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 the talent releases that we have been saying on this show for months and months and months were coming. Um, Ray, Ray Cash came on board again. Much love to Ray Cash for stepping in and, and coming in here and helping, helping my boys go through and have an awesome show. But guys, I'm going to give that show an A+. And for every every reason I'm about to tell you, if you have not listened to last week's episode, it's on thechairshot.com. It is called, I believe, uh, A Rocky Road to WrestleMania. It's Jason Rob, Rob running the ship, Ray Cash coming on board to help support. And the first three minutes, I'm listening to the intro. You know, I've got my intro. If you've been listening to us long enough, you know I have my intro and I have my outro. And it's just... How my show flows, listen to these guys doing all that was just laugh out loud hilarious. Um, the, the closing with with Jason trying to do the, the, the outro was just amazingly good fun. But <clears throat> the meat and potatoes in the middle of the whole thing, you guys awesomely, awesomely broke down a lot of the releases, um, made a lot of them make sense. Uh, Ray Cash was, as Rob would say, incredulous. Over Dana Brooke. 
<laughs> it's just it was just all in all great podcasting guys it, it just uh, thank you guys for putting out an awesome episode there's a part of me that i'm sorry i wasn't here for it but it would not have been as good if, as if i had been there and that's the truth and you know because there was just a synergy going on and some of the silly stuff where you guys were taking over duties that you don't normally do. Yeah, we it, it was ha-ha funny. It was, you know, listening to you guys kind of stumble over some things was really, really funny. But the synergy of the whole thing and the 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 back and forth with Ray over the stuff you guys disagreed on and just the, the, the topics and the points that you guys were making was just really, honestly, probably one of my top five favorite episodes of this show, and I wasn't even on it. Well, that's good to Thank hear. Thank you. Yeah, it really was that good. Like, I'm just, I'm listening to this. And after I got past the haha funny of the first three minutes, when you really start listening to what you guys are talking about, it's really good stuff. It, it yeah, really, really we is. Got, we got whacked with something, you know, kind of, well, really serious. You know, people lost their jobs. You know, as much as we were right. saying the sky <laughs> is falling and, hey, guys, this is coming, we were not happy about that fact or we were not calling for any heads or any jobs. So. It was so it was kind of like, oh, this sucks. Like we could have, you know, we were hoping for a gimme show where me and Rob could like, you know, BS and talk about. It's like, no, well, something we got to talk about. But I'm glad we uh, we approached it with the seriousness that it deserved. And I'm glad you thought we did a good job. Yeah, I I thought it was awesome. Like I really did. Um, You know, the the biggest thing that I miss about it is, is there was such a big to do about a lot of the releases. A couple of the names on there were a little polarizing. But like you guys pointed out, none of the names were really that surprising. Um, there's been there were a couple of people like Aaliyah has been fly below the 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 release radar for the better part of five years. Like every time there's been a release in the last five years and her name wasn't on it, there's like shock. And, and that's not a knock on her because God God knows she tried. She really tried. She put in her effort, but she seemed like she was an NXT lifer. Uh, she finally called, come up to the main roster, and it just – some people, and this is not meant to insult anybody, sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. And when you don't got it, eventually somebody's got to look at you and say, look, I'm sorry, you're just – you're an adorable, wonderful human being, but you are not what we're looking for. And unfortunately, I think, I think that's where we ended up with Aaliyah. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, she just hit her head on, a, on like, a ceiling. Like, there there was no more growth. And, like, as much as she did everything they asked her to do exceptionally well, once they knew what her limitations were, everything they asked her to do, I mean, they were still trying and hoping, hoping she would eventually break through. But, yeah, and she just stayed at that level. And yeah. eventually they're just like, okay, sorry. Right. <clears throat> I, um... The, the other ones, the two big shockers for me were Dolph Ziggler and Shelton Benjamin. Um, <clears throat> and only because, much like Rob, I have been a proponent for Dolph, Dolph Ziggler for years now. Like, he, he is on my list of guys. Like, I look at and say, how did they never do anything with this guy? I'm sure there's probably backstage reasons, somebody seeing it through different optics than I am. But to me, Dolph Ziggler has... 99% of what I look for in a pro wrestler. He's athletic in the ring. He's great on the mic. It's And he's entertaining. He entertains me. He's always entertained me. Um, and just about the same can be said for Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, a little less talented on the mic. 
Like he can cut short promos, <clears throat> excuse me, but an, an absolute elite level athlete. He always has been. Um, when he's out there, I love, he's one of those guys that I loved watching work from a work rate standpoint. But again, we're also talking about two guys in their mid forties with more years behind them than they have in front of them. Not saying that they're washed and they're done because obviously Ziggler can still go. Shelton can still go. Um, but WWE is finding itself. And I looked at this one of two ways. Cause I'm like, how would you get rid of a couple of veterans who are much needed in a locker room? You know, veterans have a place in the locker room and out on the road, especially when you're a company that touts itself for wanting to push the next generation of stars. And to me, it made perfect sense to have a Dolph Ziggler and a Shelton Benjamin out there to make sure that the next generation of stars is going to be okay. But then I look at the roster, I'm like, okay, we've got AJ Styles, who's in the same age bracket, who's obviously not going anywhere. We've got Shinsuke Nakamura, who, again, give or take a year, is in the same age bracket, not going anywhere. We've got people in that age range who WWE's not getting rid of. Bobby Roode is now in a production role. Bobby Roode's, what, 42-ish, something like that? Yeah. He's in his early 40s. So they've got those veterans, those those road-hardened people. And so... You're not. Do you? You have to make the decision. Do we pull Dolph off the road and put him in the back, which is obviously not something Dolph wants. Obviously not something Shelton wants. So if if we're not going to use these guys on TV and they don't really fit into a production role, let them go out there. Let them go do their thing. There ain't a wrestling company paying money right now that wouldn't pick up Dolph Ziggler and Shelton Benjamin tomorrow. And whenever their ninety days are up, I'm sure those guys are going to find work pretty darn quick. A um, couple of the other releases, not super, super shocking. I don't have a list right in front of me right now, um, but I know another big one that you guys talked about, and this was one that was pretty polarizing and a little surprising, was Dana Brooke. And Dana Brooke, for, again, a lot of the reasons Jason said, she always not great in the ring. Let's let's be fair here. She was never, she was never a top-tier wrestler, but... The other stuff that they asked her to do, the silly stuff, she always knocked out of the park. The 24-7 segments, I agree with you, Rob, were, were just top-tier stuff. And she made that. Like that little block of time where the 24-7 title was getting regular TV time, everything that she was in was entertaining. And it just seems like as we get deeper into the, the Triple H era of WWE programming, they're doing away with a lot of the silly stuff. And I think there's a home for the silly stuff still. I mean, yeah, there's a line. And, you know, the it's such a weird thing because, like, we liked the 24-7 championship and the stuff that they did with it here. There's a large portion of the IWC and wrestling fans that just thought it stunk. And, you know, these are the same people that will go and, you know, think that two guys sitting there going back and forth for two minutes delivering Canadian destroyers to each other is the greatest thing they've ever seen in their lives. But the 24-7 championship and all its goofiness was some type of cardinal sin against the wrestling industry. I don't get it. Well, like people who watch Being the Elite every week and think it's just a laugh riot. And, I mean, and they're, they're just doing bad, just frat boy type of humor. And, it's just and, and let's just call it what it is, boys. It's the same. It's I'm exactly not going to tell same. you. I'm not going to tell you that our stuff is better and their stuff is stupid. No, 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 no. It's all stupid. 
It's all stupid, guys, and that's okay. We're watching the underpants fighting show. Yeah. True, yes. Well, so the only other real big name that we wanted to talk about as far as release goes, and this was probably something we're all three going to pick apart here a little bit. I just wanted to say my piece. Being absent last week, I kind of had some thoughts about some of the releases, but we can talk about – let's talk about Matt Riddle here a little bit. Uh, This is one that we've been kicking around this around on this show for a while is – how long, with all his um, extracurricular activities, how long was WWE going to be able to continue to work with this guy, given the fact that it's almost monthly now, there's a new thing? I mean, he, he came in, and, and he came in with a, a lot of fanfare, and, and rightfully so. Matt Riddle, as a pro wrestler, is awesome. Awesome. Awesome athlete, genuine tough guy. Won't say a bad thing about that. But then the baggage came out with the, and the the speaking out moment and his name being heavily mentioned in one of those. That turned into a big legal thing for him. We don't need to go down that, you know, into detail with all that. They continued to work with him. Then there was just other, just there was a pile on it. It just seemed like every month, every eight weeks, there was a new, oh God, Matt Riddle did this, or there's video of Matt Riddle did that, or there's pictures of Matt Riddle did this. And finally it's like, and we've talked about this. How long were they going to let it go on? Like, obviously, the dude, while very talented, has got some problems. Um, he's got family problems, problems in his personal life, problems in his personality. And WWE, I think, has been more than gracious in giving this guy opportunity after opportunity. I, I'm just going to quote the great captain. Uh, I believe it's Tom Stinger Jordan from Top Gun. Son, your ego is writing checks that your body can't cash. My dad used to say that all the time. That's it, man. It just eventually the bill comes due, and WWE was just like, you know what? Your what's the 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 T graph, DJ? Yep. Pros versus the cons. Pros versus the cons. Line them up. Eventually, eventually, one outside outweighs the other, and a decision has to be made. There you go. Good luck in Ring of Honor, pal. So, yeah, I, I fully agree. AEW is where Matt Riddle's going to land. Yeah. Right, you got any thoughts? Yeah, well, it, uh, it's it's a shame because, like, I always – I hate seeing wasted potential like this. Um, oh, yeah, it, it sucks because, by the way, as much as I just, you know, kind of was shitting on him, I I came around on him hard uh, once he once he really got, got in the swing of things, like when he hit the main roster <clears> – <throat> I got I I I was in, and then the stuff he did with Randy and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He's been entertaining as all hell, so I don't want my this to come as some sort of victory lap. It's just like, dude, no, it sucks. I'll be honest with you. I'm gonna let Rob finish, and then I've got a few. Yeah, more sorry, questions. Rob. And well, no, it's just like, and he wasn't just getting in trouble. Like they're they're guys who get in trouble a million times, but it's something that is it doesn't get out in public or what have you. Um, and you can you can keep rolling with that, like well, you know, like with Jimmy, right? I mean, Jimmy's had you know he's had a couple, he's had a few DUIs, right? Yeah. But those did not get out into the public. There wasn't like a big thing about it. I mean, we knew. I mean, we only knew about it because we're in the bubble, right? Right. If you're not if you're not in the bubble, you you don't know anything about it. You don't know that it even happened, right? So. If it's stuff like that, then, you know, then, yeah, they're going to stick with you. You know, then, right. But 
I mean, Riddle was out was publicly embarrassing the company, and that's the, and then because uh, the first time with all the speaking out stuff, they get, they ended up giving him legal assistance, and now I don't know how public that stuff got. Again, you know, we heard all about it because we're in the bubble, but. They gave him a pretty healthy bit of legal assistance there, and very similar to what sports teams do when their players get in that same those same type of situations. Yeah. Um, and so they, you know, they weathered that, and then you know, and then last year he went to rehab, and that didn't become a big deal. But you know, so they, I mean, so that was you know, okay, no problem, right? That we'll, we'll see you through that, okay. Um, but this last one. He was in the airport. He's in public. He was drunk and disorderly. So it wasn't like he got pulled over and then, you know, the police gave him a citation or something and then took him home. He was out in, out in public, out in the open. He was drunk and disorderly. And then he accused a TSA officer of assaulting him, which triggered a TSA investigation of the officers. And that's, you know, again, that's a big, that's a public thing. And it's just... You know, I, you know, if you're his boss, you gotta. I mean, you have to kind of just sit down and tell your, be honest with yourself, and say, you know what, this isn't gonna stop. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna stop. He hasn't learned whatever lesson there is for him to learn. He hasn't learned it, and he's not gonna stop. And so the question is, you know, do we do we keep do we keep him here while he continues to do this type of stuff? And then what is this eventually going to escalate to? Right. I mean. You know, I mean, we're we gonna we're gonna find out one. You know, cause look, I mean, yeah, you're gonna find out that he, you know, drove and, and you know killed somebody one day, right? I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, just it, it I mean, that's where this could lead, right? I mean, um, well, we don't have to compare case by case by case, no. but it's just you're, you know, what he's a habitual line stepper. And eventually, yeah, yeah. you just overstep too many times, and it's the bill comes due. And it's, yeah. it's and it's it's gotten beyond the point where they it's gotten beyond stuff that they can clean up. And exactly. So, yeah, it's just yeah, and this is that's what it is. Um, it's just I mean it's I feel like some people on our timeline were, were like kind of halfway almost celebrating. Um, and yeah, that's because right. of the speaking out stuff. They, they some people wanted him gone ever since. Uh, oh yeah, they've they there's people been calling for his head for a year and a half now. Yeah, which I mean, you know I get, I get yeah, fine, exactly. You know, and it you know it is what it is. Um, but to me, it's not it's nothing to celebrate. It's it's kind of it's to me it's sad because he's clearly got some stuff he has not worked out and he has not gotten over. Yeah. Um, and he's been and look, self-destructive and and where and honestly, <clears throat> ask yourself where do you where would you want someone with those kind of issues inside the WWE bubble or outside of the WWE bubble. As big of a fan as I am outside my, my bigger, no, my bigger I thing. I mean, if I meant to, for them to have a chance of getting help, getting around, getting, you know, cause oh, WWE will, will help. They'll help. help. No, no, I got you. Now I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. I thought you meant just as a person, and, do I want it with right. these problems? Do I want him in around? I misunderstood what you were saying. Correct. And um, I know what you're saying in response now. Yeah. I the bigger the biggest issue to me is the guy's got kids. And yeah. at some point, even if your career 
doesn't mean I get. Okay, let's be honest. Matt Riddle's going to be get picked up when whenever his if he has a a ninety day clause. Matt Riddle's going to get picked up on day ninety one. Matt Riddle is going to have a job in the professional wrestling industry for as long as Matt Riddle wants one. You know that is fact. The bigger issue to me right now is man. Even if you don't really care where you work in the professional wrestling industry, get your stuff together for your kids. Yeah. You know, you really, those kids, that's it, man. Like, that's it. You you have your kids and your kids, you're the example. And, you know, what you can, like I said, I support weed until the day I die. I, I, I will stand on that hill with Jason and wave that flag. Okay. But I think it goes beyond that with Matt Riddle. Um, I, I think it just, there is something that dude is fighting internally and, and whatever he's doing as a coping mechanism is making him worse. I hope it, even if I never see him in the WWE ring again, which I would be tragic because I enjoyed Riddle's WWE run. And he's one of the, of the few that I thought was better on the main roster than he was in NXT. And I know a lot of people disagree with that, but there's a short list of people that the main roster helped, and he was one of them, um, at least as an in-ring performer. Um, so, you know, as a fan, I'm, I'm sad and feel cheated that that's not there anymore. And no, I probably won't follow him to AEW if he goes. I want him to get his crap together for his kids. So his kids have an example, someone to look up to. So, and then, you know what? It's okay as a parent to struggle. It's okay to to have those days because God knows I've had mine. You know, I've had mine recently. It's not easy being a parent, being a human being ain't easy in 2023. You know, and being a parent makes it harder. But you've got to you've got to pull it together and finally realize, hey, I'm the example for these kids. And if nothing, if your kids see you acting like that, you got to think 5, 10, 15 years down the road, how would I feel if my kid accused a TSA agent or whatever of, of doing something inappropriate? you, you got to put yourself in that pair of shoes and understand that. And I hope somewhere down the line he's able to do that. He's able to get in, clean himself up, shape his act up, if nothing else for his kids. At the end of the day, that's, that's, all, that's all you can hope for, really. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. We've talked releases. We've talked releases. Uh, we cannot talk about releases without talking about pretty much the only news this week. <laughs> WWE loudly and proudly... Announcing that they've signed one jet loudly and proudly. ESPN (laughs) announcing to the tune of 14 million views on their app formerly known as Twitter account for the announcement of the signing of one former AEW, what, TBS TBS champion, champion. longest running, history-making Jade Cargill. And I, for one, am I could not be more excited. One, because it's another L for AEW, and I laugh every time they have one. Two, I'm hyped to see what this girl can do. And I know there's been a lot of, she's very green. 
But when I look at Jade, I see so much potential there. And the potential has always been there, but she didn't have anybody to invest in that potential. She was the only one, seemingly the only one investing in herself, the only one taking the time out to better herself as not only as a, as a professional wrestler, but an overall performer. And her former employee or employer, I should say, just one, we already know, and it's pretty well documented how he feels about women's wrestling beyond a very, very, very small circle, which she was not in. Um, so it, I'm excited to see her under the WWE umbrella. And I'm just, and I understand with the, with the announcement of the merger, she's the first big name signing since the, the Endeavor TKO merger. And I understand that. And it's, you, you want to make a big pomp and circumstance out of it, but I'm absolutely just running a victory lap all around AEW and its stands over the signing of Jade Cargo. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a big, it's a big deal. Obviously they made it a huge deal. She, they, it, it was like, honestly, guys, it was like when a NBA player signs with a new team, it was suddenly announced by ESPN in the morning and then it was picked up by other publications in the afternoon, in the by the lunch lunch hour. And then by the afternoon, she's on the Ringer and she's talking to David Shoemaker about her new W, new shiny new WWE contract. It was like a media blitz, and it was beautiful. And I just wish I could have been a fly on Tony's wall, uh, just to watch him throughout the day. There's uh, no cocaine left in back. Jacksonville. It it's gone, Bubba. It's Absolutely gone. no EA, cocaine it up. left in pack Jacksonville at all. Head to Orlando. Head to Orlando, boys. Next stop, Miami, <laughs> because yeah. it's, it, Jacksonville is a dry city right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he uh, he sniffed that place dry. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> oh my, my god. My goodness. Just because so, I mean. No, it, it makes perfect sense because, I mean, she should ask for a decent contract at this point. And we know Tony. Tony has his little group. And then he has, you know, is the Jade was a nice person for him to have. She was the, you know, she obviously, you look at her. Okay, you get it. Um, TBS, the longest running TBS champion. Okay, I totally understand. You're still investing in the girl. But... You still want to do the bare minimum for women's wrestling. And now having Jade Cargill on your roster, such as she is, even to the point you built her, you'd have to do more than the bare minimum. And so we can't do that. So, yeah, you'll let her go to WWE and you'll let her. I I, I will be embarrassed if they don't make a, at least a, a WWE level women's star out of her i'm not going to say a star like cross promotional cross you know media blah 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 but i will be shocked if they don't make a wrestling star out of jade cargo because she's just an athletic yeah look at her um yeah i was just getting ready to say just like look strip everything else away and just look at jade cargo and and again watch how she moves don't how she, don't watch how she moves in the ring. Watch how she moves. Watch how she walks. Watch how she just the grace and the like. It's something about um guys. It's a, guys it's say a about pro 
pro athletes. It's not just like, you know, she's a tall drink of water Amazon woman, which she is. But it's it's the, the people don't like guys, guys and gals like that don't walk. They glide. And she glides. You know, yeah. she's just like, yeah, like, of course. And you hear her in her interview with Shoemaker. Three minutes in, she's like, oh, yeah, this was the plan. I always wanted to be here. Oh, yeah. This was the end goal. I'm I'm going to be a superstar. This is where you be a superstar. And I'm just like, Damn. wow. <laughs> so this yeah, I mean So you graduated, yeah. you graduated from the minor leagues. Welcome to the big leagues. I, I swear to God, if she gets in that ring the first time and she goes, This is where the big girls play, huh? I will I will lose my mind. I will I will just start weeping. Uh, it's gonna be great. I'm Rob, excited. Go ahead, Rob, Rob oh, go, well, go, Rob. Well, yeah. So obviously, yes. She made it clear this was always the the destination. Um, honestly, I think she doesn't. She didn't want to spend three years in the warehouse. No. That's I think honestly that's what it is. She didn't want to spend two or three years <laughs> down there. You know. And, I, I yeah. think she'll still do time there, but I think she, there's she also needs a reason. To. Yeah. But also, I, I've been saying this to you guys in the chat all week, and I think there's a reason they are now putting the WW, excuse me, the NXT Women's Championship on TV regularly, so they can get used to the idea that the NXT Women's Championship is defended on Raw once in a while. It's just a thing we do, because I think she's going to have some sort of hybrid role. I think she'll spend some time in NXT, but like maybe she's a lackey or a go somebody for somebody at Raw too. Uh, I think they're going to put they are going to get her going as fast as humanly possible. Or I mean, I could see where she may never be on NXT television. She might just be training, and then she when she debuts on television, maybe on the main roster. It just may not be. It may not be for a while. I could see that happening. You know. I said something in the Chair Shot Radio Network chat. Um, she'll do 90 days at the PC. Not 90 days in NXT. 90 days at the PC, she'll debut in the Rumble. I, I'm planting my flag right there. And, right. I guess and, here's, just... and here's mine. I'm going to do, I'm going to, you know, preview <clears throat> a little bit of the show. I think Becky Lynch defends, successfully defends her NXT Women Champion, Women's Championship. And I think we see Jade at the end of NXT, uh, No Mercy. Now, does that mean, does that directly lead to a match, Jade Cargill versus Be- Becky Lynch for the NXT Women's Championship? No, you could you could waylay her and get her sidetracked, no problem. Yeah, her going out there and pointing at the fences does not necessarily mean that next month she's going against Becky Lynch for the NXT. But, I mean, the imagery of her... Looking down at Becky Lynch as Becky Lynch <laughs> holds the title in her face. Hell of a debut. Yeah. Hell of a debut. And hell of a picture. Go ahead, Rob. We Rob, keep cutting you off. Rob, I'm sorry. We keep burying I, Rob here. I, I, I know. Right, I, mean, I talked talk too much last week. Now I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I didn't have much to say. Oh, and actually, no, wait, right, I'm sorry, Jay. DJ, let, we can keep talking because we're talking about women's wrestling. So Rob doesn't really. Oh, like that's right. Rob hates wrestling. women's wrestling. Yeah, I, <laughs> if you knew me, Rob about, hates women's until, wrestling. That's right. <laughs> until, until Jade is, is ready to be sacrificed at the altar of the queen for number 15 or number 16, then Rob has no time for Jade Cargill. 
speaking speaking of the queen, I'm just I'm mentally. Like you said, I, now I, I've seen enough of Jade to know that she, all the she's a diamond in the rough. She has not had the opportunity to have all of her ability fleshed out. I think she has the the the, the desire to do so. I think one. They've made the pomp and circumstance. They, they've, and, and what I love is that they're still going with the name. So I don't know whether that's her shoot name or whether she owns that name. But as of now, she is still very much Jade Cargill. Yeah, so, I think they would have. If AEW had any claim on it, they would have already shot, like, fired everything they had. So, right. Yeah. So good to see that. Good to see that they're not changing. It doesn't look like they're changing. I think they're looking at this kind of like what Cody said that Vince said about him. This is what we're buying. Right. Let's don't change anything. And it looks like they're doing the same thing with Jade. They'll probably tweak some things that need to be tweaking. But just, again, l- stripping everything away, looking at her, there's very little I'd change. She is gorgeous. She's athletic. She walks the part. She looks the part. The The last piece of the puzzle for her is to put the wrestling together. I think that's the last real complaint that anybody could actually make about her. Obviously, she talks very well. She moves very well. She looks like a million bucks. She's three-quarters of the way there. If she even becomes a halfway decent worker, we're talking about a superstar that can stand on her own two feet against Charlotte Flair, against Becky Lynch, against Bianca Belair, you know, against um, Zoe. I say Zoe Stark only because I... Power for power, that's a match personally I'd like to see. Power for power is her and Zoe Stark. But Rhea Ripley, I mean, this is a girl who realistically could find herself a regular on the main event scene if she becomes an even remotely good worker. And I think that she's about to enter the place that's that's going to either draw it out of her or show her that, okay, this is your ceiling. And I think that's the only thing that will hold her back is – what her ceiling is as far as becoming a good in-ring worker. And if she works any sort of raw schedule, then she'll be with her best friend, one of her best pals, Cody, and they'll probably be training all nonstop, I would <clears> imagine. <throat> or at least yeah. they'll get in a ring a couple times, because, I mean, she, as far as I know, he helped train her. And yeah. and sh- Go ahead, Rob. Okay. So, like I said, you know, clearly this was always the plan. Um and bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It, it really just comes down to how good of a wrestler she becomes. That's, that's really all it is. Yep. Um, and, it, you know, that is, you know... 
that's and we'll we'll see we'll see how that goes. You know, because we can't predict that. We can't. Um, you don't know until until it happens. Um, she'll have a better opportunity to become a better wrestler now for sure. Yeah, if she uh, has the aptitude, we're about to find out. Yeah, and that, that's just that's it. And you know, now they they need to manage her as far as TV appearances. They do need to do that because um, that that's going to be very important, right? Because because you know we talked about this in the chat the thing with, with, with Goldberg and when they they put him in there with you know William Regal that one time and it just went really bad. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. Um, you got to avoid that type of stuff, and and I think they will. I mean, they, they know better than do that. But it's just, yeah. I mean, it comes down to really just how good she becomes, how good a wrestler she becomes. Um, and that, that's just it. I mean, because she has, every, like you said, she has everything else. And if, like I said, she just becomes, she becomes just good. Like, then <laughs> I go a long way, and. And now, just one request I have, please, for the love of God, do not do an undefeated winning streak gimmick. No, it, no, it, no. Wh- wh- whoever, I mean, how? It, let's it let someone okie doke her in a roll yeah, up uh, on her third match, and let's just nip that right in the bud, please. Yeah, just yeah. Let's get it out of the way. Let's not do. Let's because we know how that goes. If she goes a year undefeated. You're, you're not going to stick the landing. Sorry, Rob. You got me all excited. Oh, no. I'm just because there, there's nobody who – there's no one who will be a satisfying choice to end it. But you know who will. Yeah, you know who, you know who, buddy. You know, who, you know who will. No. no 16 I, times. 16 Woo! times. <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> I love busting his chops. No, that's, that's, that's not going to happen. Okay. Ah, that's great stuff. At WrestleMania, no less. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, look, I mean, but really, seriously, I mean, there's, there's no satisfying end. We, we know. There's not, no. There's never, the undefeated gimmicks never have a satisfying end. So please don't do that. Have somebody, you know. Although, again. although I will say, unlike Cody, where I'm like, yes, let's pin him, pin him for the sins of AEW and blah, blah, blah. You know, blah, you know, just having fun with it. With her, I'm the exact opposite. Shoot her to the moon. I want her multi-time world champion. I want her, uh, yeah, hell yeah, well, undefeated, 900 no. Let's go. A, just well, let them missed the boat with this girl. I'm the biggest so mark in the room for Cody Rhodes, but Cody Rhodes has sins that he needed to pay for. Right. She, the she only thing Jay Cargill ever did was want to be a wrestler and show up to work. Right, and she didn't commit right. any But even still. Even like a symbolic like first loss, right? Like as a joke. No, 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 no. Shoot this girl to the moon. Let's go. Yeah, and so just yeah, I mean, just just don't do the undefeated gimmick. And so it's just it's it's exciting to see. And now, um, you know, to me, it also kind of begs the question: um, who's next? I think well, we we all think you know, well, everybody, everybody. Everybody assumes Ricky Starks is, is yeah. coming as soon as his contract is up. Um, I agree. I think Ricky Starks thinks so too. Yeah. Ricky I think if you asked him Rhodes. gun to his head. His lo- it's lo- just lo- interesting Ricky how bad AEW is whiffing on what should be its homegrown talent. Yeah, and it's because and you can't call MJF a homegrown talent because MJF was MJF and MLW. 
Yeah, and on the uh, indies, and right, right. He, he had been doing that act already. Right. Um, it's just now, now I think honestly, like again, they were going with Jade. It was just a matter of when she was going to jump. Now they may have been able to. She may have stayed there longer if you know they had done some things differently. But she, you know, she was not going to be a lifer in AEW. But I think, but she, well, she said herself one thing that she wished had happened that she never got to tangle with any of the other top women there. Yeah, and that I, was, you know, Tony. I bet, I bet they wouldn't play ball. I mean, well, I mean, there was. It's funny because you no, know, there were never any stories about you know Britain that whole gang had an issue with her. I mean, it was you not. know they're pals with everybody in the media in the wrestling media. No, I mean, I mean, because I mean, there were those reports about, you know, they're about, you know, Britain, the gang with Thunder Rosa and a few other people, but they oh, were, and, sure. but there were never any reports about, well, but also, you know what, I think they know better than to mess with her also. I mean, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be one to cross Jade Cargill. Like, I'm, no. and not I wouldn't want her to punch me. That's, let's, let's be real here. Just, no, and I, I bet they, it was just like, hey, Tony, like, don't even try. Put her on the other show. Let her have her other belt. Blah blah blah. I don't even think it was like a back and forth or a thing that Jade probably would have even known about. It was just like an immediately no, immediately let's, no. Well, look, let's, no, look. Because also, ahead. if you, okay. you if I you think, if you I give mean, that girl a halfway decent match, she's gonna outshine you. Well, look, I think Tony was scared to do it because Tony Tony does not he does not manage a roster. He does not, and. So I don't think nobody nobody had to say anything to him. I think he just he didn't know how to manage the roster, <clears throat> and he didn't know what to do because right. he just didn't you know because he didn't know how to properly mix her in with those other girls, and he just didn't know he doesn't know right. And I mean, that's the difference between again AEW and WWE. We go back to something that we talked about here a few weeks ago. Wrestling is a visual medium. And we talked about Rhea Ripley and her size and her strength and her how she just presents herself going up against a Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae is a, just wrestling alone, top 15 women's wrestler in the world. Candice LeRae is that good. But then you stand her next to, just aesthetically speaking, stand her next to Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Raquel Gonzalez. Stand her next to those girls, and physically, again, we're talking about a visual medium, physically, she looks less than. She looks like a little girl versus these girls. Now, you take Jade Cargill on the other side of the street in AEW, and you put her in there side by side with her other with her other women, a Britt Baker, a Tony Storm, a Soraya. You know, all of a sudden, a lot of these girls who aren't in as good a shape, I don't know how tall Jade is, but she appears to be... She's 5'10". So she's a tall girl. I mean, realistically, she'll tower over Rhea Ripley. Yeah, so I mean, having seen her in person, 5'10 is legit. That's not... Yeah, that's not a a work. So, Tony doesn't know how to book those women, because if you're going to book those women, realistically, Jade Cargill should be demolishing three quarters of the AEW women's roster. And you're not going to do that to your dentist. You're certainly not going to do that to Soraya. You're not going to do that to Tony Storm. At least Tony's not. Looking at it from Tony's perspective, because these are established people. I've got Paige. Paige on my roster. I've got Tony Storm on my roster. The internet loves Tony Storm. And for whatever reason, they love Britt Baker over there. 
You know, so, you know, you've had Chris Statlander on your roster for fucking four years, but you're in love with Britt Baker. So well, to be fair, Stat- Statlander is the the woman who uh, pinned Jade out of town. So, yeah. Um, and she and, was and now the TBS champion. So, yeah. So it's just there's a whole lot going on there. I'm excited as hell for Jade Cargo. And I hope that I hope that she lives up to her potential. I want that for her. I want that for us, you know, as fans, you know, I'm excited for us. But as I always say, folks, just, just watch the show. Yep. Don't calm down. Don't do the, I know people are going to do it, but don't do the projecting thing and the speculating thing and all of that. Cause you just, just watch the show and it's going to turn out how it's going to turn out. Right. And if she spends six months in NXT, she spends six months in NXT, guys. It'll be okay. Guess what? It's on Tuesdays. Yeah. You you, you, you can watch her on NXT. Believe you will you will be able to watch her. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. She will develop. She and if she and if she is you know undefeated for any amount of time and then she loses, guess what? They didn't ruin her. She's gonna yeah. be all right. Yeah. And, um, okay. And, and honestly, I mean. If she's gonna be, in, if she is gonna be in NXT for six months or something, I wouldn't even bother with the title. Just have her beat the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't need the NXT championship. I mean, at I mean all. if the, she was gonna be the, there for it, if she was do gonna the baddies be thing, do the character work, do that for, and just beat the shit out of people for six months. Yep, sign me up. And you can give her a title match and have her win by disqualification or something, right? I mean, yeah. But if she's going to be there a short amount of time, you do not need to bother with the NXT women's title with her. Right. And, um, so, yeah, well, just, but guys, just, just, just be patient. Watch it. Watch, watch things unfold. It is better for, it is better for things to take a little bit longer and for, and for her to become everything that we think she could be. That is a better, that is better for rush things and it just and because look if you rush it it's not gonna happen right if you rush it is you're gonna have raquel gonzalez or rodriguez i'm sorry yeah so i keep calling her gonzalez that's on me i did that yeah so if you rush it that's what that's what we get okay so all right quick quick around the horn before we move on to the next segment um rob i'll start with you uh jade cargill heel or baby baby face you you got the book heel or baby face um, it's hard because see, she she doesn't have that like kind of bubbly disposition. Now, yes, I'm comparing her to the other black woman wrestler. Everybody, sorry, okay, but she doesn't have that bubbly disposition like Bianca does. Um, and it's it's almost it's almost kind of like Charlotte, where her natural kind of disposition, even though she may be a very nice person away from work or whatever, her kind of natural disposition on camera is you know. Confident, arrogant, etc. Right. Um, and it's kind of hard to make. You know, I mean, look, the people, some people are gonna. Yes, I mean, black girls and whatnot are gonna look up to her regardless. Yes. Um, but as far as booking her as a wrestling character, it's. I mean, it's kind of hard to make. I I can't picture her as a traditional any type of baby face, right? Okay. She's not. She's not gonna be out there cheating to win or nothing. But she doesn't um, have to. No. But um, I can't I mean, wait for her to muscle around Nia Jax. Well, I think what's gonna happen is I think look if 
if she, you know, look, if she pans out as a wrestler, I think it'll be just be another one of those situations like, you know, the Road Warriors or whatever, where you can, where you, maybe you start her out as a heel, just kind of destroying people. But eventually, you know, her impressiveness is just going to get over and people going to cheer for the beatings. I mean, right. so right. Um, I just think, so I think you just kind of, you just got to play it by ear. You know, I don't, don't try, I, you know. Uh, but if, if you're going to make her a heel, if you, if you are going to pump, if you are going to make the decision for her to be a heel, then then you know she needs to be like Brock Lesnar, okay? Yeah. Don't have her, you know. Don't you know? Don't do the cool heel, or I'm going, you know, and all that type of stuff. Um. So I just, yeah, I mean, I was, I was just kind of put her out there as is, never beat shit out of people, and um, you know, the crowd can decide which way they want to go you know, for depending on the opponent. Okay, fair enough, Jason. Heel or babyface? This is where the big girls play, huh? Absolutely right. heel. Absolutely okay. heel. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The only thing that would lead me to want her to be a babyface is that traditionally in the ring, heels call the spots. Um, heels yeah. call a majority of the match. She is not ready to call matches. Um, she She's probably ready to listen as someone coaches her through a match. But... You can shift that dynamic. They do that as well. I mean, it's not written in stone that the heels, you know, call the match. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, for all those reasons, she just presents, if, if not a heel, a tweener. And somebody that I think the crowd is eventually going to decide which way they want to go. And I, I think that's a good call there. All right. Before we get into NXT No Mercy, I want to invite you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. From there, you can pick through and select any number of chair shot radio network T-shirts, including one for this very show, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, the one you are listening to in your ears at the moment. That's right. We have our own T-shirt up there. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Go check it out. A starving artist will thank you. Your body will thank you if you get one in soft style. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, you've been listening to the Mindless Wrestling Podcast, part of the Chair Shot Radio Network, to be found on the ChairShot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. I got the plug in there. The boss likes that. <laughs> All right. This weekend, we have NXT No Mercy coming up. We're going to quickly go down the card. I don't think we have to get too deep in the woods here. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I was looking at the card a little bit earlier today, and I'm excited. I, I think this is going to be a good show. I think it, it obviously it's new, fresh NXT, but some of the matches and some of the feuds going into this feel very reminiscent of black and gold NXT. So I'm going to turn the floor over here to my co-host, Jason, who is well into his pumpkin spice cannabis at this point. Yes, sir. Yes, Jason's sir. got the card right. pulled up. He's going to go down this, and we're going to just kind of go around the room and give our predictions on the matches. All right. So, um, well, first match, I mean, I don't have really much uh, to go on We have for a pre-show match. We have Blair Davenport versus Kalani Jordan. Uh, <laughs> I assume Blair, Blair Davenport's going to win just because, uh, first of all, I'm looking at this match on Wikipedia, and uh, – yeah, I can click on Blair Davenport's name, and I can't click on Kalani Jordan's name yet. So that tells you. I mean, I, I don't. I, I haven't been paying attention to NXT too much in the last couple of weeks, so maybe this is terrible. Um, but I did watch last week. So anyway, Blair Davenport for the win. Any you want anything to say about that? 
Um, Kehlani, I've seen on Level Up. I've seen her a little bit here and okay. there. I, I think she's an up-and-comer. I think she's got some potential. I'm really high on Blair Davenport. I want to see Blair win this one. Nice. Rob? Yeah, I think Blair wins this one. No, Kalani's too new, and uh, yeah, I, I don't see how, how you give her a win. Yeah, Blair's got to win this one. All right. So next up, we have the finals of the Global Heritage uh, Invitational, uh, and Noam Dar will be defending his NXT Heritage Cup against the one, the only, Butch. So, uh, first of all, this match is going to be awesome because uh, Noam Dar is an awesome wrestler and he is fun to watch. And same with uh, Pete Dunn, Butch. Um, Butch, obviously one of my favorite wrestlers, just as a pure brawler and, like, technician to watch. Um, so, but I think they'll keep on keeping on with, uh, with Noam Dar as the Heritage Cup champion. Uh, so, I expect him to win by some sort of... Uh, by a a metaphor interference, um, which by the way they have they still have one of the best entrances in wrestling right now, honestly. Uh, Rob, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think because um, I think he hasn't. Uh, yeah, it makes. I think at this point it makes sense to, to stick with it because they still got some time. You know, they they well they've only been together like a few months, right? As a group. Um, yeah, not yeah. long at all. Yeah, I think it's a little too early to start, you know, putting some adversity on him. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think for now, I think he's going to take this. EJ, when was the uh, cruiserweight classic? 2017, 2018? 2016. 2016. Okay, I find it amazing that seven years later, he's still here. Noam Dar. We Noam. we are now talking about Noam Dar on a an important spot on WWE TV. Still in NXT, not a big deal. Not a big deal. That's He's a great worker, but he's finally, they found a thing that is entertaining enough to keep him on TV regularly. I agree with you guys. As much as I love Pete Dunne, Butch, I want them to do more with Butch on the main roster. I think he's definitely a guy Triple H wants to do something with. We, we got to keep this thing with Noam Dar going. To be fair to Noam Dar, uh, he was a ginormous piece of NXT UK. And yes. his, the su- Supernova sessions and everything uh, was incredible television. What I saw of NXT UK was really good. It's a shame it ended like it did. But, you know, the, the couple of premium live events I watched and some of the shows that I did watch, incredible talent over there, man. What, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. NXT UK was one of the best studio wrestling shows like it captured that kind of vibe even before the pandemic when they were doing the close set kind of thing mm-hmm. um it captured that saturday morning wrestling like in a studio kind of absolutely thing. so uh no yeah and so i'm in charge now so uh next up we've got uh we'll do dirty dumb uh dominic mysterio is defending his nxt north american championship against trick williams and Dragon Lee will serve as the special guest referee. So um, this has been a big coming out party for Trick, and this has been like a big um, story point for him because he was, you know, getting this match and then trying to get this match and then getting the match and winning the match. And he's telling his buddy Carmelo about it. 
And Carmelo's just like, you know, ignoring him and like texting and like, oh, yeah, 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 I'm listening, man, and blah, blah, blah. So they're obviously creating some sort of friction there where uh, obviously Melo is preoccupied with his defense of his championship, which we'll get to later. And so I think, I think, I don't know, you could go either way if, you know, he, if there was some sort of interference from uh, Rhea or otherwise some other member of Judgment Day, then you can. Trick and him can get mad at each other for, hey, why why didn't you back me up? Um, or you could do the, hey, I won, and you, you you weren't even there, and now you're not even paying attention to me now, and blah, 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 and create more friction between them. So if I was a betting man, I would say that he's going to, because I don't think Dominic is going to lose that championship yet, because um, that creates a whole thing for the Judgment Day, which I don't know if we're there yet. Uh, so, yeah, I think... Uh, Trick is going to win, and he is going to further, you know, it's going to further the divide between him and his uh, former best friend, or soon-to-be former best friend, uh, Carmelo Hayes. So, Rob, what do you got here? Um, I, Look, this honestly, this is the match I'm most interested in on the show. Because um, just to see, you know, Trick's whole progression here. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he wins the title. Um because it was just it's hard to it's hard to picture somebody beating one of the Judgment Day people right now. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't. Um, I don't. So I don't. You know. I think. No, I don't think he wins the title here. Um, I just honestly, I'm hoping he has a good showing. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I want to see him have a good showing because uh, he, you know, it's just you know he for a long time you know he was the mouthpiece, you know, and you know it's kind of the, the you know the interference guy for Carmelo. And it seemed like for a while we weren't sure if he, you know, how how he was going to progress as a wrestler. And so obviously that has happened to a degree that he's being given chances to do some more stuff. And he went over and he went over to Booker T's place for a little while and did some things. And Booker's been really high on him. Uh, so I'm hoping this is the beginning, you know, because. I mean, he's one of those people that I mean that I'm really interested in seeing on the main roster just for the the mic work and the character work and all of that mainly. But yeah, I'm hoping this is the beginning of things coming together for him in the ring. Because uh, you know, if he puts that together, he could be a super huge deal on the main roster. Uh, so I'm just you know I'm hoping he has. I'm mainly hoping for a good showing for the man. You know, just so we can take the next step here. <laughs> Yeah, I like that neither one of us even cared about the fact that uh, Dragon Lee is the guest referee because that really never ever means anything. Because if they yeah. want it to go one way, then you know, oh, Dragon Lee gets knocked out and a second round <clears throat> comes in. And there you go, we're out of here. Anyway, DJ. Uh, well, I'll start. I've got three things. One, I guess we're still trying to make Dragon Lee a thing. Uh, two, um, Dominic Mysterio. Dom seems to have beat those Dominic can't wrestle allegations. Yeah. Um, he has been tearing the house down, not just in character work, but Dom figured out the rest of it. <clears throat> uh, and, you know, and I'm taking the L on that one because I, I was one of the people on this podcast that 12 to 14 months ago was highly critical of Dominic Mysterio. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't, um, to be fair, he wasn't very good 12 to 14 months ago. He wasn't, but he no. has, he has well turned that corner and headed down the stretch. 
Um, so, yeah, absolutely, you know, glad to see him become the performer that they had all thought he could be, that we were skeptical he would be. I'm glad to see him there. Um, guys, as far as the guys, his, his three amigos look so good now. It's, I just remember what, moves remember in the what, No, I'm just saying in yeah. general, like how he's improved. Remember how that <clears> thing looked when he first started doing it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's much better now. Um, as far as the match, we talk often on this show about how as fans, we develop, I don't like to use the word relationships with these wrestlers, um, but for lack of a better word, as a fan, we develop these relationships with these wrestlers. I have developed that with Trick Williams. He has been to four of the last five NXT house shows that I've been to, and he's been one of the most enjoyable parts of those shows. And I have, just as a fan, taken to him so strongly that I'm now, like Rob, invested in his future, invested in his trajectory, because I think he's been a diamond in the rough as far as a wrestler goes for a long time. Uh, again, we we only got nuggets, bits and pieces here. He'd go in and work a spot here. He'd take a bump there. He'd get thrown out of the ring. It's just little things. So the way you're supposed to do with these people as they learn. Now that he's working full matches, he's putting all the pieces together, and he's amazing. Um, that being said, I don't think Trick is going to win this weekend, but I don't think he's going to lose. That's fair. All right. So, um, and one last thing, can Trick, could, can Trick Mellow like always be a thing no matter what? Cause they, they just have awesome chemistry and I don't care if oh, they're, they're fighting each other or whatever, yeah. or their partners. I'm not even saying they have to be tag team partners for life or in a faction or whatever, but can we just always... Revisit that and get them back together every well, once in a while. That's the thing. If they when they both when their time comes and they graduate to the main roster and they're that next generation of guys, we're going to get to see that as long as both of them stay healthy and both of them stay on the roster. We're yeah. going to get to revisit this for another ten years. Yeah, and, we will. And God bless us for it. Um. So, um. Next up, we have the family. Tony D'Angelo and, of course, Stax Lorenzo defending their NXT Tag Team Championships against OTM, which is Lucian Prince and Bronco Nima. And then we have the Creed Brothers and Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. So it is going to be a four-way, um, you know, I don't know if it's... Whenever they do four-ways, it's is this going to be one of those stupid ones where the it's two guys are legal... And probably because um, that's a lot of meat uh, out there. Yeah, uh, I know, but I like the tornado stuff better. I know it's probably harder to manage for, for you know, eight guys in NXT and one ref, but still. Uh, but anyway, um, this is probably graduation party for the Creed brothers, right? Yeah, I, think I would so. think. And then, you know, uh, it all depends on what they want to do next with everybody else. And I'm not even. I'm saying this in the most loving way possible. Well, no, I do care. I, w I would like the family to win, to retain, because, you know, why not? Um, but honestly, I'd be happy with any of these guys, because I'd just be fascinated to see what they would do next, except for the Creed brothers. I think they're going up. Uh, Rob? Uh, yeah, I think the family retains, because um, the OTM, they just, they literally just started. So I don't think you have them winning just yet they're gonna do that um like i said i think creed brothers are they're gonna be moving up soon and look humberto and angel they're there to 
fill out the roster, basically. Um, Come on, man. I'm, well, they are. Come on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Rob just whacked them both over the head with the golden shovel. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's what they're for. I mean, look, they didn't get released. Well, where's 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 Tony Tony's soundboard? We gotta get a bone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I think the family, you know, I think the family retains here. All right, DJ. Um, I'm not overly invested in this match. I think the family retains. Yeah. However, that being said. I've seen OTM a couple times at the NXT house shows. There are a couple of hosses. I hope we get a couple minutes of OTM and the Creeds. Just give me two to three minutes of Smash Mouth hoss fight, and I'll be thoroughly entertained with this match because I, I like these guys. Um, they're still a bit green. They're still figuring it out. But just what I've seen from them at the NXT house shows, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So – then we get into the meat and potatoes here. Um, so first up, uh, the matches we have left, we have Braun Breaker versus Baron Corbin. And if you saw the end of NXT last week, holy shit. I love this. That I was love awesome. everything about this. They were this is them. good shit, pal. The, yeah, this is the this is the, we talk about meaty. I don't even know if Baron Corbin's that meaty, but those hands are meaty. Uh, let me tell you something, brother. Those hands will will put you on your ass. Um, but those boys were throwing everything at each other, literally throwing each other through car doors, choke slamming each other onto cars. This is that's this is why the eleven year old us in, in us loves this stuff, pals. Uh, I I don't even care who wins. Because they're just going to beat the shit out of each other, and it's going to be glorious. Um, by the way, uh, I, Braun Breaker, obviously, I think this is going to be his graduation. We're going up. Um, that's if not now, then very, very, very soon. Um, and people forget uh, Braun Breaker put and projected onto this path and ascended and shot up into stardom by whom? That's right, one Mr. Dolph Ziggler. So. Um, let, yeah, I think Braun. Uh, if I had to bet, though, I think uh, Braun's gonna win this. Um, uh, unless Baron's sticking around NXT for a while, maybe he beats the shit out of Braun and sends Braun to the main roster, and he gets to stay. But what do you think, DJ? Ah, uh, man, I just, I, I just want a good fight. I love anything that makes me feel like these two guys hate each other, and I feel like these two guys hate each other. This feels like a good old school 80s nwa i'm going to actually try and kill you type situation they've they've sold me on it i at this point i don't even care who wins because i'm gonna win (laughs) excellent rob um i think we get some type of wacky finish here because they they already announced the next takeover it's in december so i'm gonna i'm gonna predict we get some type of wacky finish and then they do some type of, you know, no holds barred extravaganza in December between the two of them. There we go. Okay. All right. I don't hate that idea. Um, so next up, we have uh, Becky Lynch defending her NXT Women's Championship. Shovel time. Shovel time. In a rematch against the former champion, Tiffany Stratton. And they've already so, announced uh, they've already announced that Becky's defending against Tegan Knox Monday night. So we know what's happening here. 
All right. If right. you're if you're bringing out the shovel, I'm gonna give you sixty seconds, sir. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not burying anyone. I'm, no, my I, my implication is that. Oh, when Becky, okay. When Becky beats Tiffany Stratton Saturday, y'all better be consistent in the way you talk about it. Oh, okay. I was about to say I was only gonna give you sixty not, seconds no, I'm, to I'm bury. Not, not burying, no, not burying. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying that when Becky beats her Saturday, then y'all better be consistent in the way you talk about it. And when um, Keanu James interferes and Becky beats both of them in a handicap match basically Saturday, y'all better be consistent in how you talk about it. She's going to have one in the disarmor while she hits the other one with the manhandle slam. And, That's what's going to happen, uh, Rob. And then, and, 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 then and, 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 and then she'll pin one and Rue will come out and pin the other one. That's and right. Then, That's how it's going to go. And then you know, and then and then we're gonna hear people on the internet talk about how well, she elevated them. Look at this. Yeah, elevation. Uh, all right. Um, well, uh, I think we all think Becky's gonna walk out of this one. Uh, I mean, so they, they announced their next match already. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean <laughs> well, they also announced Mustafa Ali versus Dominic Mysterio, and here we are. Yeah, well. that's true. Um, DJ, what do you got here? Uh, Becky Lynch retains. I think they have another banger of a match. Um, I the only question in the air is how long do you do this thing with Becky Lynch? I mean, I, I understand why they're doing it. They're 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 pushing for increased a uh, bigger payday on the TV rights, and then Becky Lynch is obviously going to help with that. Um, but NXT sure. is meant for the developmental talent and. I don't know. I, I I don't have as big of feelings about it as some people do, but I I, I don't know. But Becky Lynch retains. We'll see. We'll see now. Now, according to uh, her, according now, according to her, this wasn't checking a box winning the title, but it was righting a wrong for all where she was slighted when she was in NXT the first time. Anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. I mean. So. Yeah. I think Becky's going to retain just long enough so that she can drop just in time to be in the build for Survivor Series. So okay. that's a good two months, right? Or a month yeah, and a half. We got, we got time for that. So, um, so million dollar question. Does Jade Cargill appear at any point or at the end of this match? No. No. Or, I don't think they put her on TV yet. Or, do we put, or is Jade Cargill in the crowd just at any point during the show? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm She's gonna absolutely say, in the in the crowd. Yeah, no. I'm going to say we're going to get a strong in the crowd shot. Um, and if not, it might be. I'm shocked that. they didn't do it this past Tuesday, but. I'm, I'm shocked they didn't do it Friday. Um, but, yeah. you know. You know, but in any case, uh, I think she does show up. I think that's I'm my I'm planting my flag. I think she's going to stare down um, the champ Becky Lynch, and then she's not even going to get a NXT title shot for like or a title shot for like a year. Um, she's just going to be kicking ass. So I don't know. Uh, moving on, we have the final match of the night. We have the Carmelo, uh, excuse me, the NXT champion Carmelo Hayes defending his championship. Against Ilya Dragunov. Now, big question for me here is, when does NXT UK really get off the ground? Have they actually even said anything yet? Um, latest Shawn Michaels is saying by the end of the year. Okay. So, 
do you put a lot of eyes on Ilya before you send him over? Um, may, and maybe he doesn't even win this one, but it's been that's been kind of hankering at me. Um, I think they've always kind of presented Ilya as a good de- big deal, no matter where he went. And then now that he's been in NXT, they've obviously continued that trend. So I think there's an outside chance he wins this one. Um, but I, I, I don't even have a good beat on this because it all depends on what they want to do with Hayes as well. Maybe they're going to strap the rocket to him. Where does he go? I don't know. A million moving parts. But if I had to make a guess, I would say that we keep the course for now. And um, it, they, they have another great and amazing showing. But I think we get a definitive, um, a definitive Carmelo win and a uh, enraged Ilya off to do whatever he does next. Uh, so, DJ, what do you have? I think Ilya wins. I think Carmelo Ooh. needs a little bit of uh, adversity. Um, and I think it's because I can definitely see Carmelo being a two-time NXT champion. I think Ilya wins this one. Carmelo gets him in the next one. All right. Rob? Yeah, I was thinking Carmelo. But now, you know what? Because seeing as how they're pushing tension between, or, you know, kind of bubbling between Melo and Trick, um, I could see Melo losing because Trick won't be in his corner this time. And that will add to the, you know, kind of butting of heads. Um, and then I think when they, I think when they eventually will kind of fall out, uh, they will both be going for the title. And that will cause the, you know, split. So I, I'm going to go with you guys. I'm going to pick Dragon off. Okay. All right. Sounds All right. good. That'll do it for the show. Well, that wraps it up for our uh, NXT No Mercy predictions. I think we're going to call the go home there. We had an awesome show tonight. It's been fun being back with you guys. I missed you. We missed you too, buddy. Yeah. Going to go back around the room here and thank my co-host from the Rob the Genius podcast. Mr. Rob, sir, thank you. Thank uh, you for an awesome show last week and another fun show this week. Well, thank you, and thank you for coming back so I don't have to do the intro and the outro. <laughs> Left you guys hanging, but hey, yeah, it was it was great radio, man. All all good fun. And Bucky's tag team partner, Jason. Sir, how you feeling? How's remember, your spice? All right, you remember, you could call it pro sports. Oh, shit. I, I that. I'm sorry. Uh, my how about you take another buff? Yeah, my pumpkin spice is quite good. Yeah, for the record, it tastes like, like many things that you inhale, it tastes like pumpkin spice smells. Okay. Uh, All right. That actually wouldn't be so bad. I, you know, yeah, I don't mind some pumpkin spice yeah. stuff every now and then. So. Yeah. All right. And as always, I am the man with the award-winning and holy beard. This has been the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Remember, you can call it pro wrestling. You can call it sports entertainment. You can call it whatever you want, but call it in the ring. And we're out of here until next week.